So on Adaf, on Daf Pei Dalad, we have a few examples of where in Halacha, even though something we might be doing is perfectly okay, uh, we're concerned about the effect it has on other people. Um, in, on Pei Dalad Amud Aleph, we have a case of Rabbi Yochanan. It's a very interesting case that, to, to look at as well, where Rabbi Yochanan believes that there's some intellectual property that an individual is holding onto, and it's something that should be pub- public information. And he uses quite a sneaky way of, of getting hold of that, uh, of, of that IP, that intellectual property. Um, and the Gemara questions, was, it, was that an honest or was it not? And the Gemara says, well, technically it was honest. And the Gemara says, and what about, uh, uh, what, what about Chilul Hashem? The, the person concerned sees a, sees a person as great as Rabbi Yochanan being uh, a little bit sneaky in his, in his dealings. That's not good for Kiddush Hashem. The Gemara explains how Rabbi Yochanan got, got around that, but we see over there that even though technically the Gemara goes through the technical side of what he did to make sure that he didn't do anything wrong technically, uh, but then the Gemara then still explores, but what about the aspect of, of Chilul Hashem and how does that work? And on Peydal Abed Beis, we've got another area where that applies in a different way altogether, which is when it comes to, to being Mechalos Shabbos for Pikuach Nefesh, um, even a Sophic uh, Pikuach Nefesh. And the question is, what happens if you have, you have to boil some water or you have to do something for a person who's, uh, who's very ill and there's a Sophic Pikuach Nefesh? It's, it could be life-threatening. So, of course, you're allowed to break Shabbos for, for that reason. And we'll see in the next stuff why that is. Um, and then the Gemara says, You don't go and look for a non-Jew to do this. You don't do this by means of a non-Jew. Um, or, or a, a woman maybe, rather than somebody maybe where the Isurim are less severe, uh, and the, not by means of a, a, a non-Jew or a Kuti, and the Vilnagon changes that Girsa from Kutim to Ktanim. You don't, you don't go and look for a non-Jew to cook the water up, and you don't look for a child to cook the water up where, there's no, where there are no Chiyuvim. And you use the Gedolei Yisrael, the Rov of the town should do it. Uh, that, that's where it should be done. Why does the Vilna Gon change the Girsa? Because that's the Girsa of the Rif. Um, in, the, in the Rif we see the Girsa's um, And the Tosfus here says, why Gedolei Yisrael? Even if there's a non-Jew standing by, ready to help. Mitzvah be Yisrael. It's, it's a mitzvah for the Jew to do it. Shema yitatzel anochri. In case for the non-Jew, it's not as urgent as it is for the Jew to save this person's life. And therefore, by the non-Jew not doing it with the full attention, it, might, it could lead to, to harm and danger for the person. And therefore, the mitzvah is to use, uh, to use a Jew. What is the, um, what is, that's the one reason. The other, the other reason is... Um, the, the, the Rosh says, brings it a little bit different from Tosfus, and he says, even if there are Ketanim there, that are able to miyad, could do it immediately. There's no, there's no question of it taking any longer. We're afraid that there might be times when there aren't children around and people will waste time trying to find a child instead of just getting rolling up their sleeves and doing it themselves. And the run explains that even in more detail. Shema yomru habaim bekoshi itiru pikuach nefesh, because people will see 
that uh, maybe Pikuach Nefesh, even Pikuach Nefesh is not such a simple thing to, to allow. Look, they went looking for a child, they went looking for a non-Jew. And it seems like if you can avoid it, you don't do it by somebody who's actually chayv in the mitzvot. Because maybe a time will come in the future when this, there'll be a situation like this and there won't be a, a non-Jew there or a, or a child and they'll, they won't want to be mechal Shabbos. Even though if it's a sick person who is not in danger, we do look for a non-Jew. Here we don't use the non-Jew, we deliberately use the Jew, even the G'dayli Yisrael, in order to do it. So you see here another example of uh, technically the easiest and the best thing to do would be to use a child or an, a non-Jew who is not chayiv in those mitzvahs. Um, but what are we worried about? Sometime in the future. So there's an educational aspect to everything we do, and that's a really important principle in this Gemara. That whatever we do, there's the thing itself, and there is the educational impact on others. How will people understand this? How will people apply this? What does it mean to people? All the time we're thinking, people say, who cares what other people think? We care, because we're teachers, we're educators. And we're educators of Jewish people, we're educators of the world, we're educators. And educators are not sometimes educators. Educators don't have classroom hours. They don't belong to unions. Those are teachers. That's different. An educator is a middo. It's a type of person. It's a way of being. And we educate in everything we do. And we're always thinking, what is the educational impact of what I'm doing? And here we have a clear example of this. The Shilte Giborim takes a, a, a different approach based on a Baal Hamor. The Shilte Giborim is a very interesting person. The Shilte Giborim is a parish we have on the roof. And on the reef, he's, he's really he's, an, he, he's a curator. He brings a lot of other deus here. He brings the Balamor. Uh, things that he thinks are important to notice on the, on, on the reef. But what's really interesting about the Shilte Giborim, he's the same person who did the Masurus Ashas, uh, which we take so for granted. You look on the side of the Gomorrah to see where it is now today. We've got all sorts of other uh, ways of finding where things were. But before the times of computers, imagine. And he did this in his 20s. He went through the whole of Shas and cross-referenced the whole of Shas. That's how well he knew it. And all the references in Toysvis. Toysvis was impossible to work with. Imagine Toysvis if you didn't know the Gemara's, this what just said, the Gemara says or whatever, and doesn't tell you where. Every time you see in brackets where the Toysvis see in, in such and such a Masech, such and such a Daf, that was the Shilte Giborim who did that. And the Torah, all the Psukim that are brought on the side, so until very recently, when all these new versions came out and they updated all these, all these things, until then, for, for hundreds and hundreds of years, we used the Besoyah Sashas and the Torah Oyer and, and the Shilte Giborim. These are the things we used just in order to be able to cross-reference and to know. And that was the Shilte Giborim, 16th century Italian uh, Talmud Chochem. And so he's at the time of the Mechaber and the Ramor. Interestingly enough, the Mechaber never saw the Shilte Giborim, the Ramor did. And the Ramor was impressed with the Shilte Giborim, and, and you'll see that here. So the Shilte Giborim says he doesn't, he brings a piece on the Balamor, and he says he can't accept this, that where you can do it without any cost, uh, but through using a child or a non-Jew, that you wouldn't do that. And so the Shilte Giborim paskins uh, on, on the reef. That where you can do it with a with 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 a goy, you shouldn't. The Gemara is only talking about where it might come to to slowing you down. But if you're sure it won't slow you down at all, it's just a matter of turning on the light, and you just say to a 
to, to a guy who's standing right there, please turn on the light. We're not worried that it's going to take time and you've got to go and cook the water and maybe he'll take too long. No, just, just turn on the light. So the Shulti Giborim isn't relating to the run and the Rosh's idea of you've got to worry about the educational impact of this. Um, and he says if there's a way to, to cut down the Yisurim, certainly you do that. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the, uh, like the Rif, that you, you, you do it by Yisraelim, Gedolim, Uvnei Das, um, and there is a view, says the Ramor, that if you can do it with a, with a Shinui, then you do it. The Ramor Paskins, if you can do it through a non Jew without any delay, if there's any, any question that this might take longer, you don't do that, you do, you do it yourself. Um, but if there's a way, if you can do it, if it's just turning on the light, you rather let the non-Jew. So the, the Shulchan Aruch, Paskins like the Rif, there are more, brings the Shilta Giborim. And Paskins like the Shilta Giborim, because there are more, saw the Shilta Giborim, the Rif didn't. But the Taz gets very upset with the Ramor. And he says, This this view comes from the Shilte Giborim, the name of the Baal Amor, and we've talked about the Baal Amor from Provence, and he tried to, to challenge the Rif on anything that he wasn't altogether happy with. Veli nire davar ze tema, says the Taz, and I think this is crazy. Just as we worried, maybe he'll take longer. We don't know he'll take longer. We worried, maybe he'll take longer. In the same way, Aren't you worried about the educational impact? Somebody who's watching sees you use a goy and draws the conclusion, even subconsciously, but it sticks in his mind. I remember when I was a child, there was a and they asked a goy to turn on the light. So what does that say to me? It says to me that a Jew shouldn't do that. And then if they can't find a non-Jew, what are they doing? They go running and they go looking for a non-Jew and it takes time. Says the Taz, the Taz rejects the Shilte Giborim and rejects the Ramos taking on of the Shilte Giborim. So this is a great example of where you see the Taz, who's much later than the Shulchan Aruch, disagreeing with the Shulchan Aruch himself. Uh, and we have that. It's not always that the Halach is like the Shulchan Aruch or like the Ramos. So the Taz challenges the, the Ramos. And he goes through it, explaining it further, and then he says again, Yasu Dafka Gedoli Yisrael Kedei Lehorot Halacha Lemaaseh Rabim. Why Gedoli Yisrael? Because it's the educators. You want to see the Rov do it, so that you've got, so everybody knows that's the Halacha. That's the right way to do it. Nobody will say, oh, but some Balabos did it, he thought it was okay. No, you saw the Posek do it. That's what's, import, that's what's important to do. There's, there are different views as to whether this Gedoli Yisrael that the Gemara says means not Ketanim. You've got to use people who are Gedolim, not Ketanim, meaning over B'mitzvah. But the Taz clearly doesn't learn it like that and says, no, this is an educational role. When we do something like this, it's important that we're educating people. And who are the educators? The Gedoli Yisrael. And there's an opportunity there for the mitzvah is to do it with the Gedoli Yisrael. 
And, and just let me finish this. And so the Mishnah Brura brings also, the, brings the Taz, Taz cause of Minhag Vatikinu. The Taz says, yes, the Ramor says that it's a, a Minhag, the Vechein Noagin, that says the, the Taz, it's not an ancient Minhag that we've got to take such notice of. The Mishnah Brura brings the name of the Taz. The Jew should do it as fast as he can. Even if there's a possibility of saving a life. But there's definitely a sakona. The faster you do it, the better. No looking for children, no looking for goyim. Get in there and do it. The Mishnah Brura Pastons also against the, um, against the Ramo. Ravamir? Yeah. 